When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Senate races are just different. They're statewide. Uh, candidate quality has a lot to do with the outcome. Perhaps a move to clean energy will be the greatest peace plan the world has ever known. Just 21% of adults say we are heading in the right direction. And once again, three out of four Americans say we are on the wrong track. In fact, this number, never before in our poll, has this wrong track number been over 70%. For this long. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new, the new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 376. My pleasure to be behind the microphone for Sean Hannity. Sean, thank you. Thanks to Linda, Jason, Katie, everybody involved in the program. Glad to be along with the greatest audience. Well, my audience is pretty great, too. This is certainly the largest and greatest audience uh, in radio. Uh, glad to be here. My name is Joe Paglarillo, Joe Pags. You can stop by JoePags.com, find out about me. 1-800-941-SEAN, 1-800-941-7326. The strength of the audience here. I was at 129,000 or something on, uh, on Twitter, and I said, Twitter would hate if I got over 130,000. Jason, in like two seconds, I was over 130,000. That's how amazing this audience is. Now, you said during the break you saw some breaking news that tomorrow the affidavit's going to be released. Is it going to be noon Eastern? Is that the deal? Uh, yes, they said they gave a uh, deadline of noon tomorrow. Okay, there you go. It's going to be heavily redacted. I have no idea what we're, what we're going to be able to see. I had Donald Trump Jr. on last hour who said very clearly, I think he's right, that uh, they'll probably just leave the header on there and then everything else will be redacted with, a, with a, sh- a black Sharpie. So we'll see exactly what the so-called probable cause is and uh, we'll be able to make a decision tomorrow. Let me say this very clearly. The law is clear on the ability of the president to declassify anything he wants. Anything. And by the way, Donald Trump, I'm going to go out on a limb here. President Donald Trump did not load the boxes onto the truck himself. 
He didn't go rent a U-Haul and bring it to the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania, and load up the truck. So the, just the fact that he had people take these boxes of these documents from the White House, that action in and of itself can easily be argued as the president declassifying every single one. It bothers me to no end that ABC, CBS, NBC, AP, uh, Reuters, fill in the blank. Most, if not all, of these agencies, and these are all complicit agencies, I believe, one, one way or, or the other with the left, they've all misreported that he somehow had classified documents. Now, you can say that they were marked classified, if you want, because they probably were. You could say they were marked top secret, if you want. It doesn't mean that they were top secret nor classified if he took that classification away. He's the one person on the planet who has that ability to declassify. Others, let's say the NSA put something out or the FBI put something out or the Attorney General put something out and, and it's classified. They can declassify it because they're the agency that classified it. The only person on the planet that has a broad swath the ability to declassify whatever he wants is the president of the United States. And there's no doubt in my mind that he de- declassified everything he took to his personal home. He wasn't Sandy Berger shoving these documents down his pants. Which, by the way, ended up being, I think, an $80,000 fine and 100 hours of community service. So, um, tomorrow, noon Eastern time, that's the deadline to release this affidavit. And on there should be the probable cause that this biased judge, this magistrate who admitted his bias um, six weeks earlier, he, he's going to allow this. He allowed for a search warrant by the probable cause he accepted. Let's see what he accepted. And the probable cause is that he had, because remember, oh, he had the nuclear codes. He had the nuclear plans. He had all sorts of classified information. Let me say it again for those who are confused. Even those of you on the left, I'll say it slowly. If the president of the United States has staff load up a bunch of boxes of documents to take with him to his home in Mar-a-Lago or in Florida. That action in and of itself is easily arguable as the president declassifying all of it. In fact, I had Mike Davis on a great journalist on my program, the Joe Pag Show, not, not too long ago, who said exactly that. That action in and of itself declassified the documents. All right. I'm going to talk more about that in a bit. And, and as we get the affidavit tomorrow, you'll hear uh, Sean and and and, uh, and the folks here give you that breaking news. We'll do it on my program as well. But I want to go uh, continue a little bit on the college loan debt forgiveness. And the reason I want to do that is is actually very simple. You've got somebody who's the press secretary for the president of the United States. Her name is Karine Jean-Pierre. She announced on day one that her qualifications were she's black, she's female, and she's gay. That's what she told the United States and everybody else watching. That Jen Psaki, circle back Psaki, was a really, really, really good liar. She she was somebody who was so good at running interference that she was offered a, a job on, I think, MSNBC. Karine Jean-Pierre is a racist. Now, I say that not to be funny, not to be coy, not to be partisan. If you ever saw her on the networks before she got this job, she was a racist, everything out of her mouth. Everything Republicans did were racist. Everything Trump ever did was a racist. Uh, I'm a racist because I'm sitting in for Hannity. Period. That's it. You're a racist, and you couldn't argue the point with her because that's what... It's so somebody who calls you a racist consistently in every waking moment is, in fact, a racist herself. She doesn't like anybody not like her. Makes that very clear. Peter Ducey, 
who I think does an amazing job at Fox News Channel. I don't work for Fox. I owe nothing to Fox. Fox has no leverage on me. I'm telling you the truth. He is a very good journalist. Why? Because the job of the press, as outlined in the First Amendment, there's a reason why the freedom of the press was important. And if you read the Federalist Papers, you find this out. It's to hold government accountable. That's what it's about. It's to hold government accountable. And Peter Ducey, I think, does that. And he asks the pertinent questions like, who is going to pay as you forgive loans to people who took out loans to go to college? Corinne Jean-Pierre does not have a good answer. So as usual, because she can't just call everybody a racist, I'm sure she's thinking Ducey's a racist um, because he happens to not look like her. But the answer that she gives is never filled with any information. It is always devoid of any information. When you ask Corinne Jean-Pierre a question, don't expect to get anything in return. Here's the back and forth. And that, again, here's what we have done. Here's what here's a lot about how much it might cause, it might not cause. Who is paying for this? What we are saying is the, the work that this administration has done, the work that the Democrats in Congress has done, is actually there. And you see that the $1.7 trillion uh, deficit, in deficit uh, deduction that you see is, is going to benefit us. I just, I, just, I just have to stop it because, I mean, just even grammatically, we're having issues here. I don't understand why this is happening, but it's happening. Uh, the Democrats is or something. I, I don't know. And, and then she talked about the deficit deduction. What? I, I don't know what she's talking about. I guess she's trying to say, I'm not going to answer. Let, let, me, let me translate. I'm not going to answer you, Peter, because it's a really good question that should be answered. So instead, I'm going to tell you how the Democrats have reduced the deficit by $1.3 trillion dollars. And then she, I think she goes off on a tangent about how horrible Republicans are for giving tax breaks to Americans. Here's what we have done. Here's what, here's. a lot about how much it might cause, it might not cause. Who is paying for this? What we are saying is the, the work that this administration has done, the work that the Democrats in Congress has done, is actually there. And you see that the $1.7 trillion uh, deficit, in deficit uh, deduction that you see is, is going to benefit us in being able to do something for the middle class, to do something for the middle class. This is about doing something for people who make less than $125,000, $1.7 trillion. That's what we've been able to do. I have no idea what she's talking about. Then she adds in $1.7 trillion. That's what we've been able to do. I don't know what she's talking about. And, And again, I mean, grammatically, a couple of things were just wrong there. I'm not going to beat her up too much about that, but it's kind of you would expect somebody who is the chief communicator for the White House to be able to communicate. But Ducey doesn't stop there. And again, he's doing the job of the press. He is keeping those that we allow to be an authority. He's keeping tabs on them. He's he's keeping their feet to the fire and asking valid questions. So he he continues because she didn't answer the question. Corrine. Corrine Jean-Pierre. The first black gay female to have the job. You told us that day one. We had to somehow know that. Please just answer a simple question. Who's paying for it? But when you forgive debt, you're not just disappearing debt. So who is paying for this? And then I'll give you the second part. We lifted the pause, right? We're going to lift the pause uh, at the end of this year, which is going to matter, right? Which is going to offset uh, a lot of what what we're doing as well. Uh, when you think about the the four billion dollars that are going that's going to go back 
uh, into as, as revenue back into uh, this process of folks uh, paying paying right their college tuition what? that matters as well so we are doing this in a smart way we're doing this in a way that's going to be effective uh, we're doing in this a way that keeps the president's promise on giving people who need some breathing room I don't know what she's talking about if if I tried to decipher that without attempting to hurt my brain because my brain the nerves in my brain are firing up they're going what I think she was saying, because they're lifting the pause, there's been a pause, Trump started the pause because of COVID, and we're going to give you a break on your college loan payback, your your monthly payments, we're going to give you a break uh, until we figure out you get back to work, COVID is hurting everybody, let's, let's give you a break. Let's call it a pause. Well, Biden has continued that pause, although it should have stopped by now, because allegedly um, everybody's got a job now, according to them. Of course they don't, but that's what they're saying. So what she appeared to say there, again, let me translate for you, is because we're going to stop the pause December 31st, when people start making those payments again, that $4 billion, I think, she was saying, will then start to pay down the $300 billion we just gave away for free. I think that's what she was trying to say, which, of course, didn't make any sense. Let me say it again, just in case you missed it the first hour. Let me say it again. These people took loans out. Nobody had a gun to their head. They took the loans out because they wanted to go and advance their education for whatever reason, whatever job they wanted to go into, whatever career they wanted to go into. They went, they got the education, they took our money. It's taxpayer money. Government has no money, has to take it from us. And then now they don't have to pay some of it back because Biden wants votes in November and his chief communicator doesn't know how to answer the question who's paying for it. Hopefully we're clear. 1-800-941-7326. 1-800-941-7326. That's 1-800-941-SEAN. Go to Hannity.com as always. You want to find out who the hell I am, JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Sign up for all the social media. It's on the right-hand side. Scroll down, click on contact. If you want to send me an email during the show, we're coming right back on the Sean Hannity Show. Stay here. news today and tomorrow don't miss one day this is the sean hannity show glad to have you the sean hannity show your boy joe pags in for sean today 1-800-941-SEAN 1-800-941-7326 have breaking news that sean i'm sure will expand upon tomorrow you're gonna hear a lot about this uh, the affidavit has been ordered by the judge to be released by tomorrow at noon Friday noon Eastern time, and it's going to be heavily redacted. I don't know what's going to be on there, but this should show what the probable cause was that this magistrate who should not have been involved, Bruce Reinhold, um, agreed that a search warrant should be uh, should be issued. So again, tomorrow noon. Um, uh, those of you who are on social media, a lot of you loved uh, Truth Social now, President Trump's social media site, at Joe Pags there, at J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Love to have you join me there. On Getter, it's at Joe Talk Show. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, also at Joe Talk Show. It's Joe Pags on, on Truth, though. I know a lot of you are there, and I'd love to have you there. All right, let's go to the phone lines. They're very, very busy. A lot of people want to talk about the loan forgiveness. And I, I asked people who are for forgiving the loans to give me a call because I'd love to have that discussion. So let's go to Michael, who's in Houston. Michael, what's going on? Hi. Hello, sir. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, cool. I just wanted to say that, first off, I am not a proponent of Joe Biden at all, but I am in favor of the uh, loan forgiveness. I have a bachelor's degree in healthcare care management, and 
right now I think I owe like about $36,000. So that okay. would help me tremendously. Like I would be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit more if he were to forgive just a little bit of it. Well, sounds good. Listen, I've got $10,000 in credit card uh, debt. Can you give me 5000 well, I think it's it's is no, 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 Michael. I asked, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I asked you a specific question. Just give me an answer. Can I have five thousand dollars? Did you have five thousand dollars in student loan debt? I think you said you no, had no, no. I had no student loan debt at all. No, 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 Michael. I had no student loan debt because I got a scholarship. I played my saxophone and I was good enough to get into what I wanted to do. But having said that, you made the decision to get the debt. Now I've got Michael, 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 Michael. You're not listening. You're not listening because you're looking at it from a very self-centered way. And I love you like a brother, and I want to have a good conversation with you. But you're being closed-minded. You just told me you've got thirty-six thousand dollars in student loan debt that you accrued because you asked to. You signed a piece of paper that said you would pay it back. Now you don't want to. So I'm telling you, I've got some debt, and I don't feel like paying it back either. Why don't you give me some of your money? A lot of people owe a hundred thousand dollars and ten thousand. Why won't you just answer my question? Will you give me some of your money? That's yes or no? Like a very rudimentary way of looking at it. Well, let me ask you something. Why is it rudimentary? Where did? Where did? No, hold on, Michael. Stop. Why can't we have a conversation on a very, a very educated level? You're, you're obviously very educated, and I feel like I did pretty good in school. Let's be adults about this. You didn't get that money out of the air. You got that money from somebody. Why doesn't that somebody deserve to be paid back? Fill me in. They're not relieving all of it. They're only relieving a small portion of it. Okay, I'm only asking so for half of my credit card debt. Why won't that. you? All right, okay, you don't want to give me 5000 Will you give me 2500 for my credit card debt? Can you give me 2500 I have No, absolutely not. I'm against it. You're for it. Hello? I, I don't Michael, I, listen, I appreciate you. There are a lot of pauses there because you know I'm right. And I can appreciate that you know I'm right. Because you sound like a really smart dude. Of course it'll make your life easier. It would make my life easier if you took a hundred grand off of my, my mortgage, you know, that, that I owe to the bank. You, you can't do that because that'd be ridiculous. You don't owe me some money for my mortgage. You don't owe me money for my credit card debt. I don't owe you money for your education. It's that simple. You said it's a very rudimentary way. That doesn't answer the question. If you won't help me with my debt, why should I help you with your debt? See, it's different when the shoe's on the other foot. The taxpayers don't owe you that education. You agreed to it. Um, listen, glad to be in for Sean. I'm glad we had that discussion. 1-800-941-SEAN. Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity. Stay right here. When fake news gives you lies, Hannity supplies the truth. Sean Hannity is on right now. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this guy back. He's the uh, the president and the chairman of Citizens United. It's David Bossy. David, how are you? Good to see you. I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Really appreciate it. Uh, you are great. I, I agree with you. Also a great author. Get his books um, as soon as they come out. I want to get into Liz Cheney in a second, but I just want to sort of just do the overview of the country politically, if you don't mind. People keep saying, including leader Mitch McConnell, that it's a 50-50 country. I don't think it is. I think that if you talk to people individually, they're more conservative-minded when it comes to fiscal responsibility, when it comes to regulations, taxation, abortion, so on, um, when it comes to family values. I think we are still a majority conservative country. Although the left is so good at messaging, I think they confuse a lot of people that they aren't conservative. Do you agree with that? I agree with you. We're, we're a center-right nation. Yes. And have been for many, 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 many years. Uh, and we're going to continue to be that way. Pollsters 
you know, get lied to. Uh, you know, they make it so the mainstream media has made it so, especially in the last six years, that if you are uh, being asked a Trump question, it's almost like guilt by association. People still to this day lie to pollsters because they don't want to tell them the truth. Yeah. Uh, and we saw that from 2016, 2018, 2020, and still today. So I, I do believe that when you see a right track, wrong track, where it says 30% of the American people think we're on the right track, 70% say we're on the wrong track, I actually think those numbers are too low. Uh, you know, the, the, the wrong track number is too low. I think more people think that this country's headed in the wrong direction that in the last 18 months, as we've moved to this far left progressive socialist agenda, where Joe Biden has just brought to this country a crime crisis, violent crime crisis in every city and in every town in America. We see an open borders crisis, fentanyl crisis, uh, human trafficking crisis. We see uh, an international crisis like we've never seen before. China's on the march. The Soviets, the old Soviets, are on the march in Ukraine. You see what is going on with, with North Korea. We have pro I, the Iranian deal. You have one problem after another. We have feckless leadership in the White House. And so that is really, Joe, what the American people see. You know, every, every single day things change. But they see weak and feckless leadership coming out of the White House, and they're worried about the future of this country and I didn't even talk about the inflation crisis. No, and we'll get into that in a second. You know, everything that you just mentioned is absolutely vital and crucial for us to solve right now. But don't worry, David. He just canceled ten grand in student loan debt. So we're good. Um, it, it, it's almost like there's a disconnect that, that I can't come to terms with because I've got a brain. When I watch them do stupid things that we know are pandering for votes by canceling loan debt, when, when the, we see them doing stupid things like taking credit for the gas prices going down a little, but it wasn't his fault when they went up through the roof. Um, do, do people buy that, do you think? I, I don't think they do, but but somebody must because he, uh, well, that, guy, first, that guy got a lot of votes. Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden doesn't know what day of the week it is. Okay, Joe, <laughs> let's, get, let's just be honest. He doesn't know whether he just did a student loan uh, forgiveness uh, you know, or if if he's having a a, a, a grilled cheese sandwich for right, lunch, right? I, and I and, and that's terrible for America that we have a leader who just doesn't have a grasp on what's going on in the world. Uh, and, and and the student don't loan uh, debt forgiveness. That is not only bad politics; it's horrible policy. Yes, it is going to continue our inflationary problems that are plaguing every single American. Number one. And number two is, what does it tell the American people who who did it the right way, who went to school, got the loans and then paid them back? This is this. Let's how about, you know, how about we solve the higher education problem in America by by forcing universities who have billion dollar endowments to to lower the cost of education yes. because they're, they're, it's just quite frankly not worth it. You have these leftist progressive professors jamming anti-American ideas and thoughts and history down American uh, students' throats, and I just I, I despise it. And I'd like to solve the problem where it is, not the not on the student loan side, but on the education side. He's the president and chairman of uh, Citizens United. It's David Bossy. Get his books. Wrote, wrote an op-ed the other day about Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney voted with Donald Trump ninety-three percent of the time. That will blow some people's minds. But her great sin 
was that she dared not get behind the guy that didn't do anything wrong. When you impeach somebody on a phone call to Ukraine that we, he released immediately and, and completely shot holes in anything that Schiff had to say or anybody else, Swalwell had to say, um, and Vindman had to say, when you still vote to impeach the guy, you've got a problem in Wyoming. When you vote to impeach the guy on his role in January 6th when he said peacefully and patriotically go in and tell people what you what you think in Congress, you're not going to be able to get reelected in Wyoming. But is Wyoming an island, or is that the same way everywhere? Does everybody who didn't get the idea that this was a wild goose chase or it was a witch hunt against Trump, is everybody going to pay politically like Liz Cheney did? Well, eight out of the ten uh, Republican members of Congress that voted for impeachment are not coming back in January. Eight out of ten. So this is this is not just Wyoming. But it is Liz Cheney uh, is really uh, the titular head of the anti-Trump, never Trump movement. Okay. But forget Trump for a second. She boasts that she is trying to save the House of Representatives, uh, you know, in the, and, and, and with the Constitution and her ego and arrogance knows no boundaries. And so she is she is destroying the very House that she says she is protecting. There is no more press. There's no more House precedent. Rules be damned. There are no Republicans on the January 6th committee. There are uh, nine angry Democrats, including Liz Cheney. I put her in that category. And that they are all nine appointed by Nancy Pelosi. This is a one-sided, ultra-political organization who's dedicated to, to do two things. Destroy Donald Trump. And two, not uh, to disqualify him from being on the ballot because they know they cannot beat him, Joe. Right. They know in 2024, if he's the Republican nominee, if he chooses to run and he wins the nomination, they, they know that they cannot beat him. So they have to disqualify him. That's why the same FBI agents who are who were before who were behind uh, this fake Russia collusion hoax are the same FBI agents behind this Mar-a-Lago raid, the same exact agents, Joe. This is not an accident. We have a, a group of people within the FBI, an insidious group, who, who hate this man, uh, who hate his politics, who know that he tried to drain the swamp, and that's what the, they're doing, the swamp. Are, are, they doing, are they doing it, though, for the optics? Because when I talked to Alan Dershowitz last week, he said that Trump could be in jail, could be charged and convicted and be in prison and still run for president because he qualifies under the Constitution. So this would not disqualify him. Impeachment would have if they added disqualification. He wasn't impeached. Well, he was impeached, but he wasn't found guilty. He was exonerated. So this is, is this just so that the American people think, oh, Trump must be bad. The FBI raided him. Absolutely, Joe. This is part and parcel the same exact thing. You you look at what they've been spying. They started spying on President Trump and our team when he was a candidate, yes. when he was president-elect during a transition. They know no boundaries. They are willing to do and say anything to destroy him uh, and our America First movement. And that is that. That's really the trouble that we are in today. Uh, and I got to tell you, uh, Trump's a fighter. Donald Trump's never going to stop fighting for the American people and for the America first agenda that he really created and started. And I just got to tell you, uh, you know, I think that it, that the, the, the more the American people look, the more Republican primary voters look, 
the more excited they are about supporting uh, not only the America First agenda, but President Trump as a future candidate again. I want to talk to you about, I know that you met with him recently at Bedminster. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's uh, David Bossy. He's the president and chairman of Citizens United. Go to citizensunited.org and also go and get all of his books, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, wherever you get your books. Uh, the, man, the man gets it done. He's a great author as well. I want to ask you about what happened in Florida this week. Uh, 25 of 30 school board seats that were up flipped from liberal to conservative. Um, d- does the left, David, you're a campaign guy. You're somebody who understands the ins and outs of politics. Does the left not understand that America is standing up to their garbage now? Did they not get that we don't want our five-year-olds to go to drag queen shows or, or um, uh, to have somebody, uh, their teacher, come in in kindergarten and say, hey, I'm a man and I've got a husband and we're going to adopt babies and we love each other. I mean, that, that shouldn't be talked about with little kids. Parents are going to the polls and they're voting these people out. Do they not get that? Yeah, mom and dad are this year's Tea Party movement. Yes. Moms and dads who have children in schools who are sickened, sickened by the agenda of the radical left. Uh, it is it is outrageous what they do uh, in our schools today. It is outrageous that they try to jam this left-wing ideology, uh, you know, down our throats. Uh, and, and what Governor DeSantis, uh, who's really been an amazing governor for the last three-plus years now yeah. down in Florida, is just taking a a leadership role on empowering moms and dads, on empowering school boards, and then getting putting his back, Governor DeSantis, putting his back behind candidates who are going to run for a school board and take over these school boards to make sure that this garbage is not being taught in our schools. You know it's mind-boggling? They almost got Andrew Gillum. They almost got this guy that showed, uh, we've got pictures of him naked on the floor, or high or drunk or something. They almost got him, which is kind of amazing. It's David Bossy, go to citizensunited.org. All right, so so where is the president? You know that I, I know the president. I've interviewed him 11 times. I've been to the White House to interview him in person. I was at Mar-a-Lago in May. I mean, I feel good about his energy. I feel good about the 20, 30, 40, 50,000 that show up to see him speak. But in his private moments, I haven't talked to him privately in a while. What's he saying? How does he, how does he feel? You were at Bedminster recently. What, what is his view of what's going on in our country today? And, and what do you think he's going to do in 24? Well, Joe, you know, one of the reasons that I've gotten a chance to be around the president for a, a, a long time, and what I mean by that is about 12 or 13 years I've been the president, is I don't necessarily I just talk about our conversations. But I will tell you uh, that he is, first of all, he looks amazing. Uh, the guy is 76 years old and looks amazing. He, he looks healthy. Right. Uh, he looks happy. Well, I saw him joke. I, I, he, I was joking, he, he was joking around with Tucker, joking around with MTG. Looked like he was having a great time. He look. He, he just, he, I got to tell you, he's just enjoying himself. But I got to tell you, it, what's happening in America, what he sees happening in America, with the policy uh, changes that the Biden administration and the socialist left, uh, you know, are are bringing to our uh, the American people is unacceptable to him. And I know that he inherently is a fighter's fighter. And so I believe, um, and 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 this you know doesn't just go for my recent conversation, but he's dedicated to making sure that Joe Biden serves as one term. Yeah, uh, he's dedicated to make sure that Republicans win back the House and the Senate and keep as many governors off the mansions as possible this midterm election. 
we're going to do that first, and then I think the president will get a chance to make his decision uh, and look very seriously at the landscape and make it make a decision as to whether he wants to run again. I personally, you ask me, I do personally believe uh, that Donald Trump will run. Yeah. I do believe that if he does run, he virtually clears the field uh, of, of, of of serious candidates. I think maybe there'll be one or two that, that decide to run anyway. David, Liz Cheney's uh, going to run against him. What are you talking Liz Cheney's going to run. He's in trouble. Well, Come I, on. Joe, I said serious. <laughs> I, I, I did say serious. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's David Bossy. He's the president and chairman of Citizens United. I agree with you. I think that he's going to look out long and hard. He doesn't have to do it. He's got a great life, but he had a great life before he ran the first time. And I think that his love for country is even bigger. One last question for David Bossy, because I got to pick your brain while I've got you. You're the expert. Do you really think Joe Biden's going to run again? I mean, people are talking about Hillary possibly running again. Kamala Harris might be running. Do you really think he's going to be the nominee again for the Democrats? I don't see it. You have to question his mental health abilities. Uh, not that he's mentally ill, but his 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 mental health, his yeah. his well being. Um, and because no one wants to see that, no one wants to see a weak president. Okay, uh, any American. I don't care your party affiliation. It doesn't matter. We need a strong America first leader, and I don't care what party that is. So we, you know, we Joe Biden. Um, is probably not up to the task of being the nominee again in 2024, but they're going to have a, it's going to be a knife fight, if you will, uh, for who becomes the nominee uh, after Joe Biden. Kamala Harris has lower numbers than Joe Biden does. That's difficult to do. So you're going to see a lot of radical left-wingers try to come up. you got the Gavin Newsom's of the world and this Illinois governor here and there. None of them are going to be able to beat whoever the Republican nominee is yeah. because the American people have had a belly full of what Joe Biden is selling them. Extremely well said. David Bossy, the chairman and the president over at Citizens United, citizensunited.org. Get his books as well. Read this op-ed that he did on Liz Cheney um, on foxnews.com. David, thanks a million. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. David Bossy here next hour. Eric Schmidt, he's the AG in Missouri, and he's also the nominee for the Republican uh, Senate seat that's up for, uh, up for grabs in Missouri. Don't touch that dial. Much more to come. Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity. Appreciate you being here. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.